Hello and welcome to the 10 Pence Arcade Podcast. Uh, my name is Victor Marland and we are on podcast 173. Who is that in the north of England over there? Hello, my name is Sean Holly, and we are, we, I am also on Podcast 173. How are you, Vic? I thought you were on Podcast 173. No, no, I've, I've caught up. Well done, lad. Well done, lad. I'm absolutely marvellous. Can you, can oh, you yeah. hear it in my voice? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, before we get going, let's find out what we've been up to. And for a start, I would like us to bow our heads and have a few seconds of silent contemplation and think about my soldering iron that finally went <laughs> to the big workshop in the sky <laughs> on the 25th of March. May it rest in pixels. <laughs> that, that same iron helped fix my Arduino-based SD drive for my Atari 800XL. It was the last job it ever did. And now it's fully working with touchscreen again. Can you, not, can you not fix soldering irons are easy to fix aren't they no I think the element went in it it's it's uh, element it's just slipped away Sean is it it's soul it's gone <laughs> it went in the bin oh dear did, did, have you named it I, I named stuff like have you named it was it was it Steve Steve so- soldering iron yeah it was Steve solder it was was it Antrax Antrax I can't remember what it's called now which meant Andy, Andy Rax Andy Rax that's the one but he is now not with us. That that tool did a lot of work. It did made a lot of uh, Vectrex controllers. It fixed a lot of bits and bobs in the arcade. It did a lot of sold a lot of soldering, Sean. It was Oof. iron at soldering. Anyway, it's not with us. I have a new one. What have you been up to? Well, I've been to Alex's meet in sunny Oxfordshire. Went Ooh. to the is. Nintendo Arcade Arcade. Really nice. He's really done it well. It looks lovely. It looks oh, lovely. It looks, looks lovely. It, look, it looks smaller than it does when he's filming. But it's it's still big. Still a big it's still a big arcade-ish. I think he's got about 13 cabs and then consoles and then a big screen playing 80s classics. Don't you really want to hurt me? No. Don't you really want to make me cry? I just got... slap you with a brick when you sing. I know that. I, I, I got the words wrong then, didn't I? And I saw a massive white horse. Massive white horse? Massive white horse. Or was this he... in a field? No, it was, it was one of them that's... It been... was in a field, Sean. It was on a hill. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it was one of them where they... I think cavemen had done it, where they'd made like a... Cavemen? Cavemen. Mm. Or hill, hill men. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> had made this massive white horse out of chalk and that, and then people just like walk around and take photographs yeah uh, that, that that was uh, quite near Alex, alex's house so have, have you seen the that. rude man of cern no i've seen it on pictures I've, yeah he's ooh, 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 hello it's very well endowed young man you can isn't walk he? up and down it good goodness gracious i think it gives you luck yeah i was going to say how was the meet alex's I, I would love to have gone uh, i was going to go but it's just too far for me and i would have needed time off getting back because it's like it's like two tanks of fuel and about 13 hours of the driving if I was going to go there. No, more than that, I think. It's a long, long way. And I can't... I even thought about getting the plane down. But there's mm-hmm. not a, there's not an airport near Alex's, so it wouldn't have been feasible to do it. But yeah, was it good? Yeah, it's really good, yeah. The, the loads of arcade uh, UK vacas. Mm, that's what I could have done with as well, actually. Some chats. 
yeah, a bit of a bit of a swap meet, swapping boards and stuff, and oh yeah, take biscuits. All got some good biscuit news from that. Biscuits. For, for a joke, I took about thirty packs of biscuits. And it wasn't we, a joke, was it? You ate them. I did eat a lot of them, yes. But but someone else, oh, we'll, we'll get to it in the biscuit review. Someone else trumped <laughs> my biscuits with better biscuits. Oh, goodness, that's, that's, that's painful, isn't it? Yeah, it was really good. Really enjoyed someone, it. Someone trumping the expert. Oh my god. It was a long drive for me, really. It was like four, 200 miles each way. Yeah, it's, it's like double that. Easy for me, I think. Yeah. A long way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. I'll have to see if there's any pictures, uh, see if Alex has posted any pictures of it. Because I think he posted a picture there. He got a Space Invaders the other day. I know he's had one before. I remember when he got his first Space Invaders 2. I had to go and try and... It's when I first knew him a long, long time ago. And uh, I think he got from a house clearance somewhere. And he didn't know how to turn it down. It was the loudest Space Invaders I've ever heard. I think it was, done up, it was t- turned up to max. So when he was playing yeah. it, all the neighbours could hear him playing it in his, <laughs> in his shed. Yeah, I had to turn it down to work out what the volume was on it and turn it down for him a long, long time ago. What else have you been up to? Been for lots of spring walks with wife. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Is this walking on springs? Yeah. Because it's, 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 it's boing, spring boing, now, isn't it? Boing. Ding, 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 I just ding, imagine ding, you're ding, just ding. bouncing along on some... Like comedy springs, spring walks, and we met wife's dad and her part, his partner, for a two-year delayed meal in Stoke upon Trent. That is a long meal. Was that four hundred and seventy-three courses stretched over seven hundred and thirty odd days? Yes, it was. That is a very, long meal. It's very very full. Did up. you have a it, waffle thin mint at the end? Would sound like a waffle thin mint. <laughs> And exploded. Yeah, it's very nice. Very nice. What did you have? Pie? Of course you did, you're northern. No, I he did. Hunter's chicken, I had. Hunter's chicken. Yeah. What, what does Hunter's chicken consist of? It's a hunter. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's half hunter, half chicken, sliced thin. A, a, guy, a guy with like an arrow and a, a, what are them things that fire arrows? Bow. He came in and like. <laughs> what are those things that fire arrows? <laughs> Oh, I, I think it's a blunderbuss, Sean. I have hunted this chicken and cooked it precisely and then fired it onto my plate. No, yeah. it's chicken with bacon and cheese and something else on top. Mm, sounds delicious. I, I haven't like had it. it for years and it's really nice and it comes with like veg and stuff and then we had some afters and... Oof. Yeah, it's really... Yeah, nice, did, nice. You, did you have a slice of Viennetta? Was it that kind of place? I had. I love cheesecake. I just love cheesecake. I had a cheesecake. I think it was vanilla... New York vanilla cheesecake, which apparently is better than like Bolton vanilla cheesecake. Because Bolton, <laughs> Bolton vanilla cheesecake is probably in a bap, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Everything in Bolton has been served in a bap. Cheesecake bap? Now yeah. you're talking. Ooh, now you're a talking. cheesecake. I've just, we've invented cheesecake Ooh. baps. Ooh. Bread and cheesecake. Oh, it's it lovely. I, I, I have always had this thing where I think it is normal to put everything you like between two slices of bread or in a roll. So I have mm. had mashed potato sandwich before, pie sandwiches, quiche sandwiches. Doesn't matter. Put it in a you know when you're when you're British, right? If the nation likes something, they will put it in a can. You can get a full mm. English breakfast in a can, you get a curry in a can. I I think if you like it that much, you can put it between two slices of bread and have a whatever sandwich. It's normal and good to do so. You reckon? Yeah. Mm. I've never been into like butty sandwiches and that. I just never. Well, you don't have crisp appeal. sandwiches. What's wrong with you? I, I like crisp yeah, sandwiches. There you go. See, my salt, theory is correct. Salt I told and you. vinegar crisp sandwiches are nice. Oh yeah, 
Told you. Mm. Told you. Mm. Don't argue with me over sandwiches, mate. You won't win. Mm. And how's your heed? How's your heed? Oh, yeah, I've been banging my head on floating shelves. I've got some floating shelves. They Put weren't floating that well then, were they? Surely just knock them with your head and they float away. With my normal memory, I, I, I reached over and plugged some of it in, some kind of thing. I think it was a... Did it go bonk really loudly? And then bonk. I stood up and banged me head on the floating shelf. So I want my money back because it didn't float out of the way. It just sat there on the wall. Mm. So I've spoke to the Q manager. I said, these floating shelves are not floating at all. They do not dodge any projectiles. They do not dodge my head. I want my money back. Apparently the floating part is you don't see the, the what are them called, brackets. Yeah, and the guy in the shop said, why are you and my butchers get out? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Mm. So, what's the bacon? You want me floating shelves? Yeah, they, they don't, because they're, like, attached funny, they don't hold a lot of weight. But no. They're only, like, there's little trinkets on them, a few little games, little trinkets and biscuits yeah. and some something over there, some books over there, and there's some things over there. Yeah. That's generally what shelves are for. When, when yeah. the bump came out, did it, did it, it was on the comedy ones, it went, and a little sort of red lump came out inside your head. It's like a scrape, like oh. a scrape. So it, it bled a lot, and Wax going, "Oh my God, what's going on?" I said, "Nothing." What? You just you've done something to your head. I sort of I felt a little scrape. Did you think you were uh, a Cenobite from Hellraiser or something? And because I'd like taken the skin off, there's it, still a bit there. Oh dear! It, it bled a lot more than it, it looked. A lot worse than it was. Oh, you right. know. So, well. um, yeah, there you go. Floating shelves. Don't get them, kids. They do not float. Yeah, they're not very good. No. I made a quick and dirty arcade controller for my MSX computer the other day because it got a different pinout to Atari, Commodore 64, Spectrum, all that lot. I haven't designed an overlay for it yet, but I'm going to make it look like my Toshiba MSX. I'm also doing a custom SNES arcade controller for myself and Whitney. So I'll do both overlays when I've got the motivation to do so, which is zero at the moment. Oh. Uh, oh, I'm off to a nerdy meetup in Edinburgh tomorrow evening. Uh, so that'll delay the release of this podcast, probably, because I won't be able to edit it for a while. Um, I'm taking my Bartop CRT arcade machine that I made a little while ago with the RGB Pi in it, uh, the mm. Pico 8 console, and my Frogger VFD I made years ago with the main Frogger in it. I may even take the X68000 computer. I'll have to see if I can make it work a bit better first. But that MSX controller will work on the X68000, because I've never even played a game on that thing yet. I've got one disc, one floppy disc that loads a game up, but I can't play it because you can't play it with keys for some reason. So oh, I'm going to have to oh. try it out. But yeah, it needs it needs fixing because it's got the wrong colours on it. There's one, there's a colour missing from the machine, I think, when you plug it into a, a monitor. Good God. I have had a reasonably serious accident at work. Uh, yeah. I'm okay, but we'll leave it at that. Don't talk he was about it. Tell me about it. Yeah. Yes. But, you know, you've still got seven fingers, so that's yeah. all right. No, it wasn't that bad. Um, mm. I had to set my Mr. Multisystem up again after snapping the SD card off. Go on. Yes. Embarrassing. Right. When I made, when I bought the Mr. Multisystem, it's a motherboard. You put a D10 Nano on and it's got everything built into it. It's got the memory built in, the on-off switch, the extra I.O. ports, the SCAR sound, everything, right? All you need, rather than getting all the bits together. And I didn't buy a 3D-printed case for it, which you can buy from the place I got the, the multi-system from. I thought, oh, I'm going to make my own one. And the files weren't actually released, the ones I could use to make an engineered one at work. So mm. 
later on, I thought, oh, I'll just print one. It needs a case, right? I'll print it myself. So I printed one, right? It took ages to print. Printed really nicely. Put it all together. And because I was having the top on and off to do different things and waiting for bits to print and stuff, I left the SD card in there and it pokes out through a little hole in the top of the thing. And when I took it off, I didn't realize I'd done it. And I was reading instructions one day and it says, do not, under any circumstance, take the top lid on and off without unplugging the SD card. So I went, ooh, I haven't thought about that. Went back to look at it and the little, the top of the SD card had been ripped off completely. Oh. And of course, the thing didn't work anymore. It was only an eight gig one. So it wasn't very expensive, but it had all my settings on there and all the ROMs I had to play. So I had to get another SD card, plug it in, get it all on there, get it updated, put all the ROMs back on. <sighs> what a ball like. But I've got everything on there I want now because it had quite a lot of stuff on there before, like tons of ROMs and tons of arcade games and stuff. But because this multi system is going to be played on a horizontal PVM monitor and nothing else. I only want to play horizontal arcade games, a few arcade games on there. I only want to play certain console and computer stuff that I haven't got the originals of. So I put everything on there that I haven't got everywhere else in original hardware. So I don't want to be playing Amiga and ST on there. I don't toss about those. I've got OG hardware of snares and Mega Drives and NES, all this lot. But certain things like the MSX2 I haven't got and certain consoles I haven't really got that I want to play on there. Hmm. And and also, another thing that's good to play on there is Game Boy stuff, because it plays in a square screen. It sort of makes it smaller. It's not full screen. It's not stretch. It plays on a square sort of display. And I was playing Game Boy Color on there the other day, and it's getting a lot of attention for me, because there's games on there I never played on. The, I thought the Game Boy Color, I missed most of that. I had original, yeah, I had original too, Game yeah. Boy. I missed the Game Boy Color, and then I got back into the Game Boy Advance later on. And then I think my, one of my sons had a, um, a DS... And I got them later on. But I missed the Game Boy Color completely. So I've been playing a bit of that. So Mr. Driller's good on the Game Boy Color, which I really like Mr. Driller games. And the other one is Drop Zone in color on the Game Boy Color. That's brilliant. I really like Drop Zone. It's sort of like a better version of Defender for me. I like Drop Zone a lot. And Mm. I played the SNES one recently. That's really good that you recommended for me. Yeah, it is good, that one. It's very, very good. I'd love to have seen that uh, proper arcade version of Drop Zone. That would have been brilliant. Good little game. Good little game. You know, you said you've got your 8-gig card and you shave the top off it. Yeah. It's surely, now a 6-gig card. <laughs> surely 4-gig would still be working. Afraid not. I think oh, I took the top bit off, not no. the bottom bit off. No. Oh, well. uh, arcade-wise, I've just I'm put a, in... I'm, I'm arcade-wise. Well-ish. <laughs> I've just put... Uh, yeah, this is on the thing... I've only put the art, the horizontal ones, I've stripped all the rest out because I don't want to be rotating the screen because it's on a little stand and stuff. And it's a bit heavy to move around. Um, but the games I've been playing on that recently, um, Berserk, even though I've got the BZF PGA board, which I play on one of my cabs. Uh, Green mm-hmm. Beret, got right back into Green Beret again. Love Green Beret. Mm-hmm. And I still can't, I have trouble at the end of the third level. So I actually, when we, when we reviewed that years ago for the podcast, I actually completed it. I'd looped it. Got a really yeah, good I score. Yeah, saying, yeah. And like, that's the first time I ever did that. I think I've only done it twice. But at the end of the third level, these little sort of helicopter guys come at you. And I can't remember how to get rid of them. So I need to sort of practice on that. Just Play, say, shoo, shoo. Yeah, get, away. Away. get away. Get away. Just it, chase uh, them uh, off with a rolled up newspaper or something. Away with you, sir. No, they kill you to death. Uh, oh, Iron Horse, which is a similar game to, uh, to Green Bertie. I like that. Love Iron Horse. It's a bit harder, though. Kung Fu mm. Master. And I still get my bottom kicked by the yellow pyjama guy at the end. Mm. I've completed that a few times, and now I don't seem to be able to do it anymore. So I need to practice at that. 
and also Fantasy Zone, which I really like. All the Fantasy Zone One, Fantasy Zone Two, and the Fantasy Zone Two that was on the, the better hardware. I think it was Two X or something. They they, produ- they released another version of it on on later Sega hardware, which is a lot better graphics, which I like that as mm-hmm. well. I've been into my little arcade room, which is temporary at the moment in this house, and I moved some things about so that all the working arcade machines can be played. You can get to all of them at the moment. I've also sorted out both main computers in the Pony, so they auto-boot on power-up because it was um, there's a little setting in the BIOS needed to change to make them work properly. And I've been having a good go on them lately. Um, have I said before that Twin Cobra is a pretty nifty shmup? Yes, I think so, yeah. That's, I that's, like it. That's one of your kind of games, isn't it? Twin yeah, Cobra. Tower Plan, isn't it? Yeah. Tower Plan, yeah. And it is obviously where the Raiden games got most of their ideas from. The way the tanks come out of places, the way that the the sort of Chinooks come down and you get them for the, the bonus parts, it's it's, it's that Raiden have just nicked that completely. Unless some of those people in those teams were devin for Saibu at the time, I don't know. But you can just put them side by side and go, look, that's from there, that's from there, that's from there. But all good, all good. So I like that one. I've been playing that a lot. And also, some of the games that I need some help with. If the listeners can help me out with this, please write in. The first one's Trojan, right? Have you played Trojan before? I played it a little bit, and it gets really hard later on. It's stupidly hard. You're going down. I think there's a bit where it descends, and you're going down like a, a tunnel with, with like platforms, and it gets really difficult. I haven't been that far into it, but Trojan, right? I can do the first level okay. How do you defeat the rolly-up ball guy? There's a, gore, a guy who, if you think of Turrican, how you can roll up in a ball in that, he looks like that guy. Hmm. and he sort of rolls on the ball you jump over him a bit or you can shield yourself if you get hit by the shield your shield flies up in the air and you lose it you've got to go and get it back but when he comes out you can hit him a few times he keeps going back into his ball and rolling over you and I can't do that guy the other one which is a similar kind of game is Vigilante which was sort of the next one on from Kung Fu Master by Irem hmm. uh, how do you defend yourself against a stabby dude there's a guy who comes on with a knife and he just kills me to death stabby 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 I'm dad it I don't think you can block so there must be a way of getting rid of him easier because there's loads of them and they keep coming out and he's dead straight away. Mm. So I need some help, listeners. Help me out to play these games because I really like them but I just can't go very far in them. Ew. Also, on the mystery, I forgot to say, I reckon the NES version of Load Runner is the best version, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really good version. Everyone always goes on about the Apple II one because that was, like I think, the original from Yonks back. But the NES version is brilliant. I like the arcade one, but the NES version is really good. Mm. I like it. Don't think I've played that one. It's good. What have you been up to playing playing games wise? I've been playing Chris CMP's Frontier on the Vectrex. I kept calling it Outlaw, but it's Frontier. Been playing that. I still can't finish it. There's twelve guys you've got to get. I think I've got ten. Oh, nearly there. Does it save yeah, your progress yeah. that game? No, it doesn't. Oh, bugger. You've got to do them all in one game. Yeah. That's which is old. Picked. Which is old school, yeah. Absolutely. And uh, speaking to Paul Higgins, I was playing at Alex's, I was playing Vector Pilot, which is an awesome game. Yes, it is. And I got an high score on his high score table and I just put AAA in by accident. So, <sighs> damn it. Sure it was he, you. And then Vector Blade, Alex put Vector Blade on. I thought, oh, this is good. It's, really, I, I it's like a Gallagher kind of game, isn't it? We played it, I think, at one of the revivals, an earlier dev version of it. Maybe. I, I remember sitting down playing it. And I think I think it's this game. Is it a while ago? One of the early revivals. But uh, this Paul said, Oh I've I've got I've got a spare copy of this. You can have it if you want. I said, Are you cool. sure? Yeah, and they, they come through the post of the day. Is it the cartridge version? Yeah, cartridge boxed 
It's Ooh. got the little badge in it. It's got the, the that's st- worth really good money. That a story book in it and a yeah, because it was it was only um, it was like a limited release. You can get the ROM, I think, for free and play it on the you know the the multi carts. I've got it. I've played it. It's really good. Mm. The actual original one with the box and the cartridge is worth quite a lot of money. People are going for that. Keep hold of that, son. Right. That's a nice little gift, that one. Yeah, yeah, thanks, Paul. It, it is good. It's, yeah, it's a great a bit, game. There's a bit bit of stuff to learn. I keep collecting the power downs. You've got to be really careful not Ooh, collect the power down. I've not played a lot of it. I know a quick go. It starts off quite slow, and it, it gets manic later on. And there's shops you can buy power-ups and stuff. And yeah, there's loads in it. It's a good game. Very good but game. But it, it does save you progress and stuff like that. And good game. And good game. <laughs> and there's unlockables and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, I know. It's a really, really polished game. It's very clever. And there's even like a calibration screen at, at the yep. start. It says, is this text straight? And mine wasn't. So, so just move the stick and then it moves to a bit like perfectly horizontal. Yes, yeah, because that tracks are all quite different. Yeah. So it can it can just because a lot of the games do that now. Uh, the guy who programmed that's called Malbam, and he's very big in the Vectrex movement. Very big. He's a very clever. Guy. I've met him. He's a really nice person as well. So he's a very very talented guy. That guy. What else have I been doing? Tons of our featured games. You have been Abs- banging on about it a bit on Twitter, haven't you? This game. I've played loads of it. Mm. You know, you know when you're addicted to it. When you're driving home from work, you think first thing I'm going to do: shall I have some tea? No, I'm going to play Solar Fox. I'll have some tea later. Sunny Reynards. Oh, <laughs> Sunny Reynards. Reynard is uh, no, is it Reynard or Canard? Canard, isn't it? It's French for fox. Sunny foxes. Sunny oh. foxes. Oh, okay. Anyway. Uh, I thought oh, you'd lost it then. Well, last few things. Well, last thing, actually. I went, yes, was it yesterday or day before? We went went to a place called Whiteley's Wind Farm. It's in Stewarton, mm-hmm. Scotland. It's about 25 minutes away from where I live. It's a huge area with loads of um, wind generators on it. You know, the windmill thingies. Yeah. Loads of them. There's like 250 of them or something. Loads. But it's a load of really nice areas. It's all paved as well, so you can walk around it. It's very big for cycling and walking and walking dogs. And there's a visitor centre there. You can work out all the energy and stuff. It's a really, really cool place. We took the dog there. And wife said on the way back, oh, do you want to go to that shop you said about? It's not. It's only like 10 minutes away. And it's Forgotten Worlds in, in Stewarton. Mm-hmm. And it's... I've heard about it and I've seen on the Facebook page this guy's stuff he's got there and it looks really, really good. And we went there and Apple Maps and Google Maps took us the wrong way. It's on an, an industrial estate and there's loads of units there. The first time it took us down someone's drive, then it took us down next to the drive and there was like a, a sweet, like a sweet desserts place where you can buy desserts and stuff. And I asked the lady, she was just around the corner. Going, so when you go there with your sat-nav, be prepared to ask someone where it is because your sat-nav won't where it is. We got round there, and I thought, this is pretty good. It's like a big, long industrial unit. Mm-hmm. And I'm taught about talking about this place because I want everything in the shop to be mine. Yeah. <laughs> right? Well, not, not to be mine, but for, to just to close the doors and say, right, this is mine for a week, and just go rummaging and finding stuff because there's so much gear in there. And if I tell everyone about it, it won't so much of a hidden gem anymore. And I, I'm presuming presume the... the the guy who owns it doesn't want it to be a hidden gem, wants it to be a known gem. Uh, the place is massive for a start, right? And it's doubling in size next month. He's, he's got a, a double unit he's moving to, not very far away, just across the road. Okay. It, it is the best and biggest seller 
of console, computer, and nerdy stuff I've ever seen in the UK. It's easily the biggest shop. God. It's massive. This place has got more Japanese stuff than I've seen outside of Japan. And we've been to some big gaming places in America, right? Yeah. This is way bigger. Now, the owner, Alan, is an incredibly friendly guy, very knowledgeable, and he'd even heard of our podcast. Because he's, he's got arcade cabs in there as well. He's got a Pac-Man upright. He's got a few can. He's got a Blast City and an Astro City. He's got an Outrun, one of the ones that non-moving, the sit-down one you sit in. He's mm. got another double twin race. He's got a Star Wars battle pod in the shop. This is how big it is. You know, how big God. they are. He's got another... He's got a U-beat in there, which wasn't on. He's going to be selling. I might buy it off of him. Um, and down the end, he had another... Uh, Beat game. It's one that got Arcade Club with the lines. You, I think you draw the lines with your finger on the screen in time with it. I can't remember what it's called now. You probably oh, know what it was. Maybe. He was really into that one. But he wasn't quite into U-Beat, so he was thinking about selling it. I was very interested. But yeah, the place is brilliant. And he's he's got all sorts in there. And when I was talking to him, um, he was saying he, he was at one point interested in, in you know importing Japanese cabs over and selling them. But he's going to be moving next month and hopefully get everything in a bit better positions as well. Because it went down the end, and I said to him, why are you hiding those SF1s down there? He had some sharp SF1s, which is the the 21-inch TVs with the SNES inside. It's got a little unit on top for putting yeah. the cartridge. He had two of them down the end, hidden away. I was like, why are you hiding them? <laughs> He's like, oh, you know, I just haven't got a place to put them at the moment. And it's just that. And I was like looking for stuff down below, like a load of games or something. And I moved something out of the way, and I'd see some old floppy drives. Like, what are they from? And it's like a Commodore 64 1541 floppy drive. I haven't seen one of them for years. And I'd find an MSX computer. And mm. in the end, <laughs> I didn't buy anything. So I was so overwhelmed with how much stuff was there. But if I hadn't recently got my Toshiba MSX computer, which I've got behind me, I would have bought one of the Japanese Casios. He had two of these things boxed. They looked brand new for very good prices. His prices were good, especially as he's a trader. They were good prices, I think. Um, so yeah, it's it's a really good place, and he's moving, I think, next month. And when you and the crew come up in May, I'm going to take mm-hmm. you there. It's so good. It's such a nice place to look around. There's so much gear there. Some it was, he had a lot of like rare Japanese computers. He had like a Bandai Pippin. He had uh, what else he have there? He had a boxed Neo Geo AES, which was a lot of money because I don't think mm-hmm. I've ever seen a box one before. He had just tons of stuff. You know, he had like um. Fancy Dreamcasts, you know, ones that were different colours from the usual one. He had just tons and tons of stuff. It was brilliant. He had old computers. I, I, I saw an, a Tatung Einstein computer. I think I saw a Commodore 16 in there. I didn't ask for a Plus 4. Plus 4 was one of the computers I wouldn't mind getting hold of. I didn't ask him about that. And in the end, I just didn't know what I wanted. There was so much stuff. And my wife was at the front. She was just in the car with, you know, with a dog waiting for me. I didn't want to leave her too long. But she was really good about it. And I said, she hasn't bought anything. I said, I just don't know what to buy. There's so much stuff that I don't know what I want. But hopefully when I go back, I might have a good idea of what I might want to buy. But yeah, that was, that was a lot of fun, that was. It was a really cool place to go. And I, I, would, I would pay money just to go in there and search for stuff. Just look and find things. I've never seen one of them before. Put it to one side, you know, that sort of thing. Rather than just buying stuff for the sake of buying and collecting, which I don't really do, I like just finding stuff and, you know, having a fiddle with it or whatever. Yeah, really cool place. If you're ever in Stewarton, you have to go there. There was tons of people coming in. And the nice thing I saw is one lady had a kid with her. It must have been about 10, 12 years old. 
And he bought an N64 with his pocket money. I think he'd saved up for this N64, which was really oh, nice wow. seeing a, a little kid buying an older machine to go and play. He was really excited to play it as well. So it's really cool. God. Nice seeing that. Arcade news. We haven't got a lot of arcade news, have we? Um, the one thing I did see that's arcade-related on Twitter uh, is this thing. It's a Japanese Twitter person called Gaug, G-A-U-G, and it is a very small powered model of a Sega R360. Now, if you don't know what an R360 is, it's basically a big pod with a gyroscope around it. You sit inside. It was like a ride-based video game from the 90s and it spins you all around the place just look up sega r360 and this is a tiny model of one that actually moves around it's so cool someone spent a good. lot of time making that it's really nifty isn't it mm. so that's it's the like only sort of thing i've noticed ball. lately anything you've oh, seen arcade wise oh let's have a look at this i keep seeing this x arcadia hardware that keeps coming up in the feed and yeah. it's a it's like a system an arcade system and you put cartridges in they look like big chunky usb sticks that's what they look like is it pc based i presume it's pc based yeah it's, it's it? a windows 10 based pc it's oh, like an i well i to date yeah i don't know if it's an i3 or an i5 it's powerful anyway for yeah for a game and the games that i think it was only released like a couple of years ago but it's yeah, really I remember took we were talking about it years ago have arcade club got an extra arcadia yet they're having Leeds. There's one in Leeds. Oh, right. Okay. So what, what games does that run on? Because they're all pretty modern games, like the last few years, aren't they? It's playing Dodonpachi... The newest one? It? Yeah. True Death. Oh, Dodonpachi okay. True Death, which I had a look Is it online. Good? I, didn't, I didn't play it. I forgot. Oh, last time, last time sure. I went to Last time I went to Leeds, I went all around. I was doing a bit of a video, and I forgot to play it. You but it's Dodonpachi, and it? they're just iterations of the previous one, Dodonpachi. So. Yeah, yeah. But it's that that was nineteen hundred dollars on the site, just for the game, not just the game for the board. Game, no, the actual system at the minute is two thousand six hundred dollars. The thing is, the though, is they're going to go into arcades that uh, are businesses, so they're going to get the money back, mm. I presume. Yeah, there's no there's no model like there is with the the, the Taito stuff, and you know that that do this revenue sharing model. You get the machine, and they right. get like fifty percent of the. I think that's called the. Music, what's it called? Nessica. I think the system's called Nessica Live. Yeah, or something. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that. It's a lot of the dance machines, isn't it? Yeah, and yeah. they get some of the money back. So. Oh, okay. But, That's how it used this, to be years ago, yeah. Yeah, this you buy it outright, but it does look good and it's really taken off. There's a lot of... it's the, the, A couple of the big boys are on board with it, like SNK and Cave. Yeah. And there's loads of, like, Japanese fighting game developers and that, and, and shooters... Which cool. I, I'd I'd love the shooters, but for games that, that I would know kind of yeah, Cotton. There's a new Cotton game on it called Cotton Rock and Roll. Cool little witches on broomsticks. Very cool. Rock and roll. Rock and roll. And roll. Some some Samurai Showdown Five Perfect. So it must be another version of Samurai Showdown. Yeah, Sh- Sam Showdown Five has been around for a while. They must have added the perfect on the end. I don't know why that yeah. is. Hmm? It's it's pretty good. Not perfect. Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good. And P47 Aces, which I played years ago, and yeah. the, which is a horizontal plane shooter thing. Yeah, I know that one. And th- this is Mark II, which is a, the original one was 1995. So oh, right. 
a Jalico game. So they've done so that's strange. Out like a, not a massive IP, and they've done a sequel to that. But it looks very very good. Oh, cool. Yeah, so that's there's like fifty odd games, but that is the new arcade stuff I've been looking at. But keeping the arcades alive, keeping the fire burning, kids what with flames. What they need is some diversified games. They want some platform games and some puzzlers in there as well. I like to mm. see that, not just shooters and fighters. That's what a lot of the modern arcades have in it: shooters, fighters, drivers. Be nice if they yeah. get some platformers in there. You know, some older style kind of maze maze games, maybe something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Some, some good stuff. I'm sure they do, hopefully. Yeah, it's doing well anyway. Biscuit review, biscuit review. I don't know about you. Biscuit review. Go on then. You alluded to it earlier. Tell me. Yay! Alex is me. Silly Steve. I Silly bought... Steve, I call him. <laughs> I bought <laughs> I bought all these biscuits and he, he trumped me. He bought some <laughs> Percy Pig's jam sandwich creams, Ooh. which look look that that is a ve- that looks like a pair of boobs, didn't it? On the front, it does a little bit. Yeah, it does. It does a little bit. But it, when you open them up, they're not. They look like jammy dodgers. If you know what jammy dodgers are, yes. But they they're just gorgeous. If you can zoom in on there, it says a raspberry f- p- flavored pink shortcake with a raspberry jam and cream filling. Oh, oh all, the, all those elements sound fantastic to me. Are you familiar with Percy Pig? Is it a kids thing? No, it, it's it's a Marks and Spencer's thing. Marks and Spencer's uh, years ago produces Percy Pigs. It's like a soft um, jelly sweets. But they're all mm. they're all really natural flavors, colorings. There's no gelatin. I think they're vegetarian. And I used to just call them pig faces because mm. this is basically a pig, pig's face with like sort of mallowy, kind of gooey thing, and its ears are like little jelly-fied things. I've been having Percy Pig's ears for years. They've been out for years, <laughs> and they keep bringing new things. I think you can get like a birthday cake with Percy Pig on. They did Percy Pig wigglies, which was like little snakes, and they did all sorts of. And obviously now they're using Percy Pig. To make biscuits, which is a good thing. Yeah, Percy Pig. Get some Percy Pigs from Marks and Spencer. They're lovely. Good sweets. They're very good. Fair, very good. Fair, very good. Fair, good. How dare he bring biscuits and trump you? How dare he? I did have, what did I bring? Obviously, custard creams, bourbons. The rubbish hob, ones. Hobnobs, digestives. Oh. Mm. And then these coke, these rings Round, they, there was only eight in a pack, so they were posh. They yeah. might have only been six in a pack. Ooh, even Ca- Cadbury's, Cadbury's posh round rings, they were called. <laughs> Is that what they're called? Posh round rings? <laughs> yeah. Chocolate and white chocolate. Get your face around me, posh round ring. Oof. Oof. Recent pickups. My, my wallet is, is what i mentioned earlier Th- shout out to paul higgins paid retro- nothing for it though so it's not it shouldn't retro- even be in this section <laughs> retro jedi 74 on twitter vector blade i'm just i've been playing it again today it is like you said it starts slow but when it gets going and you can power it up the, the amount up. of amount of bullets and stuff moving on screen and it's shifting around on a Vectrex. For a vector screen, yeah. Because when you put a lot of vectors on a vector on a Vectrex, it does get quite flickery. But mm. he's managed to get away from that. I don't know how he's done it. He's a magician, a Malban. Very good. So if you get like 20 aliens firing one bullet each, so that's 40 things you've got to draw. Yeah. And then, and then you've got your main ship, which is 41. And then you've got, he's firing like 10 bullets of three, they're three wide. Yeah. 
So that's incredible. That that is uh, a lot of bullets. A lot. Yes. 12, it's 12. 12 it's, bullets. It's, it's, it's I very asked you impressive. earlier if it's original release, and you've actually got the boxed cartridge version, which is something to put on your shelf, mate. That is a nice little thing it to is. have. It's up there on my floating shelf right next to Frontier and Big Blue. Won't be floating for very much longer then, will it? Not on them I'm shelves. Like, I might bang my head on it again and knock Probably. it down. That'd be a yeah. laugh. <laughs> yeah, but if, if you haven't got it already and you've got a, um, a multi-cart for Vectrax, one that you can add games to, Get hold of it. It's a really good game. It should be on Malban's site. I'll probably put a link in the show notes for it. Oh, I didn't know it was a freebie as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for me, the new Solder 9, obviously. Uh, and mm-hmm. I got a new Solder. I got exactly the same Solder 9 again. I think it's an Antex one. Antex. Mm. Good, good Solder 9. It lasts for years, that thing. I got a new Solder Sucker 2, one with a silicon tip rather than the plastic tips. And it works miles better than the plastic cheapo types. When mm. you're soldering away, heating something up, you can put it right over the top of it. It doesn't melt suck it on up and it sucks it right up because it makes a better airtight bond around what you're soldering much better because I don't really mm. use solder wick I've never got on with wick which you, you put this like copper wick on it and it starts to suck it through it I've never really got on with that stuff mm. uh, I nearly very nearly it crossed my mind briefly and then back over and briefly back over and it went out of my head again one of those mini Astro City cabs at Forgotten Worlds he had two there I found uh, but what's the point for me I mean for me personally I've got real arcade cabs and also a bunch of smaller handy held things I can use if I feel the need and ones I've even built myself but these things are stunningly well made and though I definitely recommend for someone in a different position than me maybe they've got no room or they've only got a little desk or they want to you know, take it places especially the ones I think this is the one with the rotate mech on the screens that is the Astro City, isn't it, the new one? Or is it the Taito one I'm thinking of? I don't know. Well, okay. you push it in, and you can actually remove the screen, turn it 90 degrees, and push it back in again. Yeah, I don't, know which, don't know which one it I've is. I've got a feeling it might be the Taito one, the newer one. But the Astro City one is really nice. So I've got some good Sega games on it as well. It's cool. Very nice. Oh. And a little boxed copy of that. But, I mean, I don't even use that SNK Neo Geo one I got a while back. I was going to convert that into a handheld one, but just sort of lost the idea I'd do it. But yeah, I don't really use them that much. I've got real machines, which I'm trying to get back into using more often, which I have been lately. You can send it to me. I can put it on my floating shelf. Yeah, and it'll land on the floor. Probably won't be floating very much then, will it? It'll be on the floor. Listener feedback. Not that much feedback. And hopefully, over the next few months, hmm, we'll get a bit more. Um, Dave London first. Morning, Victor. Hope you are well. Just want to sub my, submit my high score for Solar Fox. It's a decent game, I reckon. Seems very twitchy with regards to the controls. And my goodness, does the difficulty ramp up very quickly. I can imagine this was the right coin guzzler when it was in the arcades. Looking forward to the new episode. And there's probably a reason why it was a coin guzzler as well, because you get extra and you put more coins in, don't you, Sean? Hmm. Mm, Mr. Rygar. Good evening, chaps, and congratulations. I'm relieved to say that last month's submarine-themed fiasco, <laughs> you have now redeemed yourselves as Solar Fox. Mm. That's my choice, kids. My choice, yeah, Solar yeah, Fox. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's got a good score on Sidekick. What a great game. I never saw it back in the day, but like a fine wine and a fine boldy fool it seems to have aged I, I made that bit. it seems to have aged very well indeed what with the weaving and the shooting and the point scabbing and bonus levels there's loads to do it to to it and i'm sure i may have missed a trick or two but i've really enjoyed this sunny vixen 
Sunny Vixen, Solar Fox, Sunny Vixen. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, thanking you kindly. Looking to some analysis from Vic and Sean. Or ramblings, which is what you're going to get. Ramble. Uh, Jim C. This is I Am Jimmy. Uh, he has got quite a Did- good score. I won't mention it now, but it's beating yours. A real gem. Part snake, part Pac-Man, part Amadar, with a fire button thrown into the mix too. Full disclosure, I played on Expert, which we allowed... Uh, but mm. figure this will be acceptable. I could have played novice and taped down the fire burn, which is the one yes. you use to make your ship go faster, which everyone wanted faster anyway. Yeah, and a bit bit here from old man Steve. We've put these in the feedback because we haven't got any feedback, and because there's, it's a long, it's a bit long for the scores. I like this grid runner type game, but we're not gelling. I've no more time on this, so here's my score. Looking forward to the April one with some top tips from me, and I already know. That you're going to say me shoot them right in face. Yeah, that's like you don't need that's good tips for anything in life, really. Not shoot them in face. Friendly shout outs. Right, old friends and new at Alex's meets. Nice after hours chat at the local pub. I had, I had some beer. Had some actual, actual proper beer. Okay, was it nice? Uh, I had two pints. I think it was called Oxblood. Oxblood IPA. It was really nice, and I had to go to bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> two pints, and I'd had enough. That's yeah, all right. As long as you enjoyed yourself. John Tron, who's going for the Lunar Lander world record. Lunar Lander. Oh, Lander. That horrible yeah. game. Ooh. Yeah, but he, he's he welcome playing, to it. He was playing it on Alex's multi-kit. You know the asteroids, asteroids deluxe, and that. Yes, but it, it didn't. Have, it's not got the thrust to see. It couldn't be so precise. But mm-hmm. it very, very. It's like you got to be perfect, basically, to get the. Oh, world no, record. I don't think I've ever seen anyone land anything on Lunar Lander. I don't think I've ever done it. Not once. That's why oh. I hate the game. I've never managed to do it ever. And Mister D Lightbulb, Dave, Dave Lightbulb, yeah. And a, a special shout out to Dan Scudamore, Dan Scudamore. Yeah, I know Dan. We had, a, we had a lovely chat. Love you, mate. And we had a lovely chat, and it's made me realise a few things. And we, and if anyone knows what's going on, absolutely with him, we love you, mate. Yeah, lovely bloke. He bought one of my old arcade machines years ago. Did my, he? Yeah, my Clax machine. Ooh, yeah. I wish I had that machine. I wish I had that machine, but I loved Clax. It was a really nice little cabaret uh, cabin. I had two of them and I got rid of both of them. What's wrong with me? The cab looks nice. I'll tell you what does look nice is it when it's on an Amiga. The Amiga version. No, no, no. Sean. (laughs) The Amiga version is really good. Go and find some uh, GIF or Ajax. Wash your mouth out. The Amiga version is very good. Don't even speak to me about Amigas. It was. It was good. Yes, it was. Anyway, Matt Neo MK, shout out to him for alerting me to this cool Moon Patrol inspired game on a Commodore 64 with a time travel theme. This Ooh. is from 1984, so it's not a. Oh, it's, it's an called, original game? Yeah. Okay. Battle, battle wow. through. T- oh, sound come on there. Battle through time. Battle through and time. It's like, like Moon Patrol, but you're battling through time. So it's a cross between Moon Patrol and Time Pilot. Could be. So yeah. when you do levels, are you going to different eras? That's that'd be yeah. quite a good little theme for a, a, a kind of scrolly, jumpy, shooty car game. Yeah. Didn't have the hills of didn't have the hills of the original Moon Patrol. Perhaps that's too hard to do on a Commodore sixty four. Yeah. Well, 
for the programmer but it looks it's really fast moving it looks good thank you Matt and the UMK oh, look at that the only shout I've got really I think I'm useless at shouting outs I'm sure people have done me favours and helped me out with things lately but I can't even remember Sean I can't even remember uh, <laughs> the only one I can think of is Forgotten World Shop I absolutely loved it there put a big smile on my face which doesn't happen a lot lately uh, could have easily spent all day there just rummaging Rummage, 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 mm-hmm. rummage, 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 rummage. I would, have, I would have been there till he went home if I was on my own. Seriously, I would have been there till he went home. He'd have to hoof me out the shop. Oh, get, cool. get hold of me by the scruff of the neck and forcibly forth with me out of the shop. Well, if we're going up when we, we come up in a few weeks to see you, we'll have to, have yes. to re- revisit and buy some stuff. I might even buy, like, Ooh. does he do key fobs and stuff like that? Yeah. He, he, he had loads of... Um, Basically, console-y knickknacks. Uh, he did lots yeah. of the vinyl figures, you know, the collectibles, Japanese stuff, the Gundams, the Yu-Gi-Ohs, all the the trinkety Japanese gaming things that you know younger people than us play. Had all that mm. gear, just tons of things, little miniature arcade games, full-size ones, consoles, computers, games to go with everything. He had just tons. He even had. Japanese snacks, like American and Japanese snacks and drinks there. He yeah. had the whole shebang. Yeah, it was a really nice place. Wowzers. I can't, I can't recommend it highly enough. It's brilliant. We'll put some links in the show notes. People can have a look at the website. And also, the, I think he's got a stock list on his Facebook page as well. So if there's anything you fancy, give him a shout. Mm. Homebrew Heroes. Is this a new section here, Sean? Or is it just an old one we're revamping? This is one that you mentioned last time. For yeah. Homebrew homebrew Heroes. There's no yes. tune, so I'm going to sing one. Homebrew Heroes, we're not zeros. Homebrew Heroes, one, two, three. That'll do. I'll put some music behind it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we used to do a section years ago of um, retro console and computer games that should have been in an arcade cap. And this is a kind of thing where it's like an arcade remake or a game that would do well in an arcade cab, but these are new versions for older computers. And this one is called Tokimal, which I presume is a version of Toki for which computer? The 128K Spectrum. So it has good sound then, at least, because the 128K Spectrum has better sound. Yeah, better sound. But it's very good. It's, it's Obviously, you get the colour clash. But very, very, very fluid, very, very fast moving. It looked good. The thing with the Spectrum, right, that I, I always have a problem with. When I was a kid, I loved the Spectrum. I mean, that was, I had a friend of mine had one. I always wanted one. I got one years later and had it for a long time. But looking back on them now, they've not aged well. The original 48K mm. Spectrum, which was the most popular one, the keyboards were horrible. Yeah, to load off tape, because they never really had a proper disk drive or an SD solution back then. Um, Graphics were okay, but they were like usually monochrome colors because you got the bad color clash. There was no real sound, just bips and bops. When the 128K Spectrum came along, that had an AY chip in it, so the sound vastly improved. But the games were just, they never really did that much for me. They were sort of like, they're very sort of kiddified graphics. The graphics were a lot smaller, quite well defined, I suppose. It was quite high resolution for a small 8 bit computer. And I just never. They don't look as good nowadays as I think the Commodore 64, even the MSX computer, which was older, and the Atari 8-bit computers. I thought it was that their games were better done. 
even though they might have been a bit chunkier, mm-hmm. they were more colourful, they played better. And that's one out of the spectrum. But nowadays, I played a game a little while ago. I got, I think I saw it at a show and bought it later on, just like the ROM of it. I paid some money for it on, on uh, Twitch.io. And it was a game called Buzzsaw. Have you played it? Yes, I have. Yeah. It's a game a little bit like, like a columns game or maybe pack mm. attack or something like that, where you get two together and it eats away and it buzzes these little monsters away. And that's got full color. I think like two or three colored sprites in it on a spectrum with no color clash. And it mm. hasn't got the big massive black lines around, which is what they used to do years ago to get away from color clash. So they must have worked out a way of doing it on the spectrum now without color clash. And that game really blew me away because when the guy said, have you noticed anything about the game? I went, yeah, there's no color clash. Like, yeah, exactly. We've worked out how to do it. I was like, oh, wow. And they would have, that would have made them millionaires, literally millionaires back in the 80s if they worked out how to do it. Because people like Ocean and Imagine and all the big software companies would have snapped up their technology or their, their programming side. Yeah, yeah it, it, was, really it wasn't on a Spectrum Next or anything. It was on a standard Spectrum, weren't yeah. it, with no yeah. no additional hardware. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a really I, good little game. It's a, it's a really addictive little game as well. I love puzzle games like that. It's really cool. I think I played that at a Revival as well. I think it, we I, played it together, you know, that's why I got it later on. Was it the Revival that was in that different place? It was in it was like... One, it was one of the, I think it was the Winter Warmer one, where it was in a small little... Um, what was like yeah. an industrial unit, like a sort of metal shed kind of thing, a big, big metal area. I think it was yeah. there. Yeah, I'm sure it was. Shout yeah. out to Craig Turner, by the way. I hope he's doing okay. Love yeah, you absolutely. Too, uh, and also, we could have put that um, Commodore 64 game in this section, or couldn't we? That game that was similar to Moon Patrol. Yes. Mm. Hopefully we'll get some more of them in there, because there's tons of games like that out coming out. And I like yeah. them. Yes. Right. Arcade Master Quiz. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm ready for a quiz. Are you going to quiz me right up? I'm going to quiz you right up I want in to your beat head. You on the head and neck with a quiz. With a proper spiky quiz. Right. This is twenty questions, maybe more actually. Ooh, little, little bonus Mario. points from 1983. This this term to 1987. So three, four, five, that six. Is a seven. good era for arcade games. So that's. T- two questions on each year so that's 10 questions with with bonuses right here we go for question one for a million points Ooh, cool oh don't knock the mic right uh first one yes. arabian was developed by who sun sun is correct yeah same people that did kangaroo do i get a bonus point for that Nope. Damn. Because I knew you'd do that you, you pick up lettered jugs in the game what do the lettered jugs spell arabian Yes. On the first level. I don't know if they do later on. Oh, I didn't know that. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay. Two out of two. Bosh. Still in 1983. Congo Bongo. Congo. Congo Bongo. I played it just the other day, so that's handy, isn't it? Oh, you might know this then. How many scenes are there in Congo Bongo? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that either. The one with the rhinos is on is quite hard. Rhino, you Rhinos know. Are pretty, I, I don't know. You know the rhino that I know is right. The Z eighty speed. <laughs> yes. What What is the Z eighty speed of this? Oh God, three point eight seven kilohertz. Nearly a bit oh, less. Two. No, a bit more. Three. Yep. <laughs> I wasn't supposed to know that. Okay, that one. I was, oh, in, okay. I was in the ballpark, I suppose. Yeah. How big is a ballpark? Depends, doesn't it? And if you're quite, if it's a ping pong ballpark, it's quite small, surely. Yeah. Or a marble. 
a ballpark, yeah, ballpark figure. Yeah, yeah. how how big if is it's the a ballpark? beach ball? That'd be massive, surely. It could be millions out. Yeah. So these businessmen do do not know what they need to speak to us about ballparks. Absolutely, certainly do. Nineteen eighty four now. Uh-huh. Imago, I-M-A-G-O, Imago, Imago, is a bizarre cross between two static screen, static screen shoot-em-ups. What two? You get a point for each. It's like Centipede, isn't it? It is. And is it sort of themed around, like, insects, like XXs? It is. Mm. But, but there's a... I've played it. There's something else that's happening that's very familiar to certain players of shoot-em-ups. Has it got bosses in it? Boss levels? No. It's okay. got it's got the when you shoot a certain amount of pods or whatever there in the centipede bit, Galaxian ships break off. Oh. It's on Galaxian hardware and, and they swoop down at you. Oh, I think I've played it, but not for very long. It's very weird. It's mm. like me. Right, nineteen eighty four, second question. What type of game is Kick Rider? Kicking Riders. Kick Rider. It's a vertical screen on a motorbike and you knock people off with your foot yes who, you who get made a really it? big foot when you do it when you hit something you get a really big foot got a massive foot oh it's not who? it's not a common um, maker is it not saying I'd say it was Taito no Universal ooh damn it I didn't 1980, know that 1985 right Alien Sector a game that's a little bit like Sidearms. Yeah. It has another name. What was it called? It's not Section Z, is it? No. It's a, similar, it's a similar kind of game to that, but no. I've never played that one. Baraduke. Oh, I've heard of it, but I didn't know what it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. That Baraduke was on Namco Packland Hardware which was M- M6809, etc. What other game was on that hardware that was a plane that... F- I can't speak today. That flew right to left. Sky Kid. Yes. Next one. Right, 1985. Two cavern platform-style exploration games made it from the home computers and consoles. 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 So to the arcades in 1985. Can you name them? Two platform cavern explanation explanation games. I can't speak. I've not been drinking, honestly. They made um, it. They made it to the arcade from computers. Two of them in 85. Cavern games. Is one cavern, of them? It's one of them. Athena. No, because that was a cavern. Cavern platform ish thing. Yeah, you're, going, you're going underground anyway. Ooh, what, started on a computer and went to arcade. Yeah. Oh, Boulder Dash? That's not uh, right. No, that was 84, I think, anyway, wasn't it? Darn the, it. The, there's only two I can find in 85. Uh, the other one, I suppose, is um, Load Runner. Load Runner, yeah. There was yeah. a version of Load Runner. you in a cavern Runner. there? Do caverns have brick walls and you can dig up? Mm. There's a cavern platformery thing. Cavern-y. That, that that version was called the eighty five one was called Load Runner Golden Labyrinth. Ooh, I don't know the other one. What's the other one? Pitfall Two. Oh yeah, of course it was. Of course yeah. it was done by Sega. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Hang on. Hang on. I've got three here. Quizmaster was <laughs> another one. What's the other one? 
Spelunker. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a terrible Spelunker. Game. Right. It, can you get bonus points then? Who made Load Runner and Spelunker? What what company? Iron. Yeah, no, they they distributed it. Who m- made oh, it? Oh, made it. Um, oh, Blow, Blowder. What's the name of it? You're getting there. Uh, it's like, it sounds like a German name. Um, Bloderband. Bloderband. Yes. Oh, get there in the end. You're panicking then. Yeah. Where are up to 90, 90, 1986. What multi-game system was born this year? Multi-game system. Was it the Taito F3? No, it was the Play Choice 10. Oh, in 86. Okay, yeah, yeah. I think the Taito F3 is a little bit later, wasn't it? What was the golf game called on the Play Choice 10? Oh. Oh, is it like 10, 18 holes, something or other? I don't know. Cause it, it was, it was, wasn't it Mario Golf, but they changed the name of it or something? It was Mario Golf. What was it? It had a word in the middle of between Mario and golf. Versus golf. Opposite to closed. Open golf. Mario's over golf. I didn't know that. Got it, yeah. That that was the only golf game on there. Good. They're rubbish. And for a bonus point, I may or may have not dropped a play choice 10 whilst moving it for James RGP onto somebody. True or false? True. At, At Nurg in 2016. True. No, false. Oh, I didn't. Dro- I dropped. It, I dropped it on myself. <laughs> That's much better. I, I, yeah. I love that. It's all right. I was all right, and it was all right. But it's very top heavy to move because there's two monitors in it. Yeah. No one told me that. Right. Anyway. Ooh, we're up to 1986. How? Oh no, this is bonkers. This right? How bonkers many control? How many controls? Were there on SNK's Victory Road cabinet? Victory Road, which is a sequel to Athena. Ka- oh, Akari Akari Warrior. Warriors. Akari Warriors, yeah. Three? No. Higher. Four? Higher. Really? Yeah, it's two player. Oh, is it a double a twin stick thingy? Yeah, it's a rotary stick. Yeah. You get one more guess. Six. Ten. Ten controllers. Yeah, you've got the two. You see a lot of points at them. You've got the two rotary controllers. Then you've got a grenade and fire for for lefties on player one, and then a fire and a grenade for righties. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then you've got one player start, two player start. Then you've got a fire, fire left and fire right for a, a lefty player two, and a grenade and fire for a righty. That's so too many you, controls. It is. That's far too many. How if you're a lefty, lefty or a righty, you could do your grenades on that. On, wow. you're at Ten controls, yeah. That's mad. And it's got a big sword in it. Why has sword? it got a big, big sword on the picture? No. Okay, that's uh, 1986 done. 1987, these are the last two questions. Mm-hmm. Galaga, 88. Or Galaga, the, like everyone says. What was the side art? It was an 88 with a sort of like... Um, uh, sort of space village behind it, space centre. A big yeah. 88 in the middle, was smaller and then get bigger at the bottom. But it had a logo in it, it had Gallagher 88 like logo. Two fat ladies. 
Yeah, didn't have anything else. It's a bit strange. It was a very sparse side art, that one, because Pac Land, same arcade machine, has got a really cool bit of side art on it. Same hardware and stuff. This, talking about that, Gallagher 88 was was available as an update kit from two other games. So you could update these two other games to Gallagher 88. I would have thought Pac-Mania. Pac-Mania is one. The same hardware is... I think Splatterhouse and Martian Maze, and uh, possibly one other game. Um, ooh, is it a tank game? Can't remember. No, but yeah, definitely Pac-Mania. Yeah, Pac-Mania is one. What's the other one? Dragon Spirit. Oh yeah, yeah. I've seen the cab of that. Yeah, so they're all the same, exactly the same shaped cabinet. Different coloured sides, I think, in a little bit of different art on it. But they're very similar cabs. Yeah. I, yeah. Don't, think it, I don't think it was a cab ever made for Martian Maze, because Martian Maze was Japanese only. Yeah, that Gallagher 88. Yeah, it is just the logo, really. Right, the last question. The last question. In which country did the magnet system originate? The magnet, magnet system? Yeah. I would say Japan. No, Italy. Oh, really? What's the magnet system then? I was thinking it was to do with um, the little tapes on the... Uh, oh, that's not 87, is it? What am I about? Oh, go on, what's that then? Explain. It's a system. Yeah. Oh, I forgot now. We talked you, about you it on the podcast. You have to back pod- it up. We talked about it on the podcast. It was a... I can't remember if it was cartridge-based or what, but we did a podcast game that was based... We did the hardware version the true hardware, but it was also ported to this magnet system. Can you remember what game it was? What, in 1987? No, 2014 we started the podcast, so... No, no, the magnet system was in 1987. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I don't know, mate. Um, 1987 magnet system. God knows. What was it? Zane Sleena. Was it? Yeah. That game it, was a, terrible. I remember it being bad. There's a version on the Magnet system, which is not as good as the one we played. I, d- I don't know what it is. It's, it might be kind of like cartridge-based console thing. Ooh, never heard of it. And the magnet system, indeed. One random last last question. Go on, if you, if you've, you've been listening to the latest one of the latest Ted Dad Ted Blinking Eck. Can it's I not speak? Experience. Yes, you've been listening to that latest podcast. What what were flyers called from the golden age of Atari? They were called. They weren't called flyers. They were called something else. And this this is from a woman that developed them. That, Leaflet that, toes. <laughs> That's what I'm calling them. Leaflet toes. Cell sheets. Oh, okay. S E double L cell sheets because they okay. they were used to sell to the operators. That's not good as flyers or. or Leafly toes. Well, Mr. Marland. 487 points. You got 13 out of about, what was it? 25. 27, 26. It's not not up to your normal standard. It isn't. They were fiendish, though. They're tricky. Mm. Nostalgia Stories. This is another one from the same person who gave us the idea because no one else has written in yet for the nostalgia stories. So we'll do another one from him in America. This is Retro Paul from Side on Sidekick. He writes, 
I write again with another nostalgia story from the arcades of the late 70s and early 80s. As many others from the US will remember, during this period where there were shopping malls everywhere and arcades in every single one of them. In New England, where I'm from, we had arcade chains like Dream Machine and Aladdin's Castle. Aladdin's was owned by Bally Manufacturing, actually, and had hundreds of locations. Anyway, I can recall when our local Dream Machine got a Cinematronic Space Wars cab. Nobody knew what to make of it. The machine was so physically imposing with all these buttons, even a keypad. We were so intimidated that hardly anyone played it. It was always just standing there lonely in total contrast. There was an Atari football, American football of course, sorry, that was so popular that the kids wore off the lacquered paint right down to the bare metal on the control panel. I never liked the game myself, too many X's and O's, but boy was it a big hit back then. Here's a finale to my story this time. My friends and I went to the Catholic school and we had a lot of religious holidays off on weekdays. We tried to get to the arcades, but then we get thrown out by the operators because they thought we were skipping school. These were fun times. Thanks. Can't wait to hear about Solar Fox this month. I liked it. This is from Retro Paul. Yeah, we did, we didn't really get arcade centres in this country, did we? It was just usually chip mm. shops, seaside places, maybe some restaurants, cafes, roadside cafes. That's where we saw our arcades, arcades didn't we? I was lucky enough to grow up in Weymouth, which was a massive seaside town. Uh, And I there was 12 or 13 arcades in Weymouth when I was a kid. So I had tons of it when I was like 12 to 18 or whatever. Mm. But nothing nothing by like theme, like by Bally or... I know we had the the Sega. Oh, in London, yeah. You had the Sega. Trocadero in London, yeah. Which I, when I moved to London, it was still open. And it's sort of a few arcade games, but it was sort of getting closed down. And there was always talks of it getting overtaken by someone, and it did eventually. And it was, it was going to get turned into a hotel and all sorts of stuff and a, uh, a casino. I don't know. I don't even know what it is now. I think it's got rides and stuff in there now. I've been there for a long, long time. Yeah, yeah we didn't really have any any chains, did we, that did arcades? Do you think you would? Because no. arcade games were massive when we were kids. You know, yeah. Everyone went to play in the arcade. When you went on holiday to a seaside or a caravan park, there was always arcade games. And when, like, travelling uh, circuses and themes and uh, fairs came to whatever town you lived in, they always had, like, a you know an Arctic truck full of arcade machines, and we played them there. So I used to play arcade games a lot, but it wasn't sort of as, as massive a business, I suppose, back then for us. Mm. Do you know, first time I ever saw Asteroids, Wicksteed Country Park, Wicksteed. Wicksteed is still there. Oh, yeah, that's it, where the zoo in- is. I've been to the zoo there. It's in Kettering, Kettering, yes. North, Northamptonshire, but I don't think the arcade are long gone, but the place is still there. Yeah, absolutely. I remember saying that, what the hell is going on there? Yeah. It's lines, it's really bright lines and there's no colour. Yeah. So put put me 10, I think it's 20p by then. It's nine, it might have been, might have still been 10p. Yeah. And I didn't know what I was doing and I died and I went just off to play 1942, but I did absolutely. see it. Yeah, I had loads of them games when I was a kid, but most of the time when I lived in Rugby, which is in the Midlands of the UK... There was a chip shop down the end of the road and it had like a parade of shops and right at the end was a chip shop. We used to go in there and get our portion of chips or whatever and I always used to put 10p in there and it was nearly always, because it was a small chip shop, it was nearly always a cabaret-sized arcade machine. I remember mm. them having a full-size, uh, I remember them having a cabaret turbo in there for quite a long time. I used to play that quite a lot on the weird little cabaret version and they had lots of other games. I remember playing, um, I remember playing, uh, not Rasmataz. What's that game called? It's on the Scramble hardware, the little guy, the Wiggly Bum. <laughs> Can't remember the name of it now. 
I'll Tasmania. The, Tasmania, yeah. yeah. I Tasmania yeah. in there. I played that on there. I played um, Hunchback there. I remember playing Hunchback. I played loads of games like Mooncrester and Galaxian, all on little these little machines. They obviously put different boards in and stuff. But it was usually a sub-electro. So I remember the name sub-electro years and years and years later when I started getting into arcades. I thought, oh, I remember that from the chip shop. And that's mm. why I've got those arcade games, because that was the same ones as within the chip shop I remember as a kid. Wow. We weren't as grand over in the UK, were we as America? We didn't have these centres of like hundreds of games. You just had like two in a cafe or something. And half the time the controls wouldn't work or a button wouldn't work, whatever. So yeah. Yeah, we had to import them all, didn't we? Most mm. of them. Or oh, I think a lot of ours were bootleg ones as well, actually. Mm. So anyone else has got any stories of um gaming centres, arcades or, you know, wherever you played your arcade fix, please write in. We'll publish your uh, your stories on here. Hmm. And here is a word from our sponsor. Solar Fox. They're like millions of them, Solar Fox. Like, like, what are we going to do? <laughs> Don't worry, Solar Fox. The new video game where speed and strategy are all you have to fly through 26 changing solar fields. And if you're really fast, awesome. you'll skip ahead to even tougher fields. Really cool. Solar Fox from CBS Electronics. Can I drive now? Where the excitement <laughs> never ends. Feature game review. Solar Fox. Oh, you did it in your presenter with Solar Fox. I like Sunny. I like that Sunny. He was a fox from the sun. Bally Midway, 1981. The flyer says 82, but it's 81. Mm -hmm. I think it was a four-way stick, which was a Tron-style flight stick on the cab. Yeah. Yeah. Not with, where, mm, uh, mm. It was mm. on the upright cab. Yes, yes. Oh, the yeah. cabaret, I think, did have a flight stick as well. The, the sit-down cocktail version, it's a normal stick. And I've got issue with this already. Well, yeah. This game would be quite difficult with a flight stick, I think, because flight sticks are quite floppy. They're not very precise, are they? Even a forward mm. one is quite floppy. And you need to be quick with a joystick on this game. So I think playing on a real one would be quite hard work, wouldn't it? don't know. Hmm. That, it has to be four-way. It's, it's, if mm -hmm. any game's got to be four-way, it's this. Yes. You've got to be so quick. And two buttons, shoot and speed up, or shoot and slow down. Depends what version you're playing. Yeah, which right, is but, interesting. Yeah, it's it's exactly the same game, but the buttons do something different. Bally Midway MCR1 hardware. And I've put, is this stereo sound? But I've listened to it on my main. I on my believe it is, because Tron, I think, was stereo. And I think Satan's Hollow stereo. They're both similar hardware, aren't they? Same yeah, hardware. and it, it's 1981 there, it's 82. And it's hard, I think it's panned hard right and hard left. But there is a bit of centre stuff going on. It does sound a bit weird, yeah. When I, listened, when I was playing on my pony uh, yesterday, the day before... I didn't notice it because I was playing it on the PC with the arcade joystick when I first played it. And when I played it on the cab, it did sound different because the speakers were in a different place on there. So it did sound different. Mm. Sounds all right, though. And it sounds like this. So was this the first stereo sound game? Probably not. I think some old Atari ones have got stereo sound, you know, and Bally. Bally were good for stereo, I think. Mm. <laughs> anyway, implausible backstory. You ready for this? Yeah, oh yeah, go on. By day. <laughs> I could have made myself laugh here. Shouldn't do this, should you? By no. day, she was Sally Fexworth of Fexworth, Fex, Fexville, Wichita, Arkansas. And I've, I've even wrote, listeners, I've even wrote on our show notes in brackets, 
A-R-R-R space Cam space Saw. So he could say it properly and he still did it wrong. Carry oh, Wichita, on. Wichita's not in Arkansas anyway. It's in Kansas. Oh, is it? So that's just, that's just a trick, trick, kids. But by night, Sally Fexworth became Solar Fox, battler of de- dastardly aliens in a spaceship that looked a bit, looked, 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 looked a bit like a monster munch. Do you not reckon? Oh, anyway, she, she really managed to do such a good job bat- battling aliens, did our St- Stacy, Sally. <laughs> God, he can't even get his own daft story right. Go on. <laughs> but the aliens... Uh, the aliens were tributed by guitar-strewn rock god Jimi Hendrix, who wrote a song about about Sally Fexworth called Foxy Lady. He had a time machine, you see. Foxy Lady, she's a little battler shooter. I went down the right rabbit hole and started looking at Jimi Hendrix's Foxy Lady videos, and he was. One of them people just so ahead of his time. He, he, he like uses a guitar like we use joysticks. That and good. He often sets fire to which I do a lot with joysticks and cabs and that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. That's it then. Now, really, is there any kind of backstory or even any point to this game, Sean? You just seem to collect the small icons and shoot things if you need to. Right? Is that is that it? Against the time limit. If you complete the level. And also, I've got issue with this, right? Bally have always called levels or screens. They call them racks, and I'm not having that midway. You get a bonus ship, and some you can <laughs> skip some levels. Is that right? I like, I like the term racks. No, I'm racks, not having it. Rounds, levels, screens. They're levels, all, got levels or screens yeah. will do it. I'm not having flipping racks. It's not on. But the point of the game is to entertain, and it does entertain. Hmm. <laughs> how to play you can select three or seven player start by inputting a second coin we were on three players this is odd as well i think Mm-mm. is this the same as satan's hollow you get extra live you put more coins in on satan's i think hollow, so yeah it was like a kind of unheard of thing and it's a good idea though good value for money put another mm. coin and get a bunch more lives very nice yeah, select novice or expert level. The only difference is that the second button speeds you up on novice, but it slows you down on expert. Did you use the button at all in the game? The, the slow down, speed up button? I just put it on expert and, and used... didn't bother with it. No, because you you can't slow down. On the faster levels, you've got to be full speed to dodge the bullet. You've right. just got to. Do you know what? I yeah. looked up later on in the, the bump here. It tells you about it. But I actually watched... I played, sorry, the 2600 version. There's the home console version of this game, right? On the 2600 version, you've only got slow down button. You haven't got a fire. There's no fire in it at all, which is a bit of an odd choice because it's only got one button on the joystick, right? So you've got a choice. So what they do is, and on that game, the later levels, because there's only two of the things firing it rather than four, they fire tons at you. And to get round the bullets that they fire, you've got to go into slow-mo mode so you can actually make it because you wouldn't be able to do it in fast mode. So on that particular game, on the 2600, you would need the slow-down button. But in the arcade version, I didn't touch it once. I was playing expert level, never touched it. I never needed the need to slow down to get the things which went round and round to get them. If I missed them, come back and got them. Mm. So I'm not sure. It was a bit of a weird choice. That button was sort of like redundant, really, for me. 
Well, I played it on novice level and just ended up keeping my finger on speed up all the time. I thought, what's the point? Just bung so some blue tack in the bottom. That'd do. Yeah, I just played uh, expert. So it is a static single screen collecto collecto shmup. Do you like that? Mm, it's good, like isn't that. it? Yeah, it's like a Think, leafy toe. Leafy toe. <laughs> Think Eyes meets Pulsar. That's what you said, didn't you? And we have reviewed both those games before. Go back and listen to them, people. Yes, they're very good. Either collect or shoot the fusors, as they're, as they're called, dotted around the screen. The only enemies are the thrustors. Thrustoring. There's, there's only four ships, two on the X, two on the Y axis. That's that's it. That's your baddies. There's no more baddies. And that's why one of the listeners said about it looking like Grid Runner. Because so there's a Grid mm-hmm. Runner game on the Fic 20 and Commodore 64 by mm. Marmosoft, where there's a grid and the things fire at you from the side. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this may have come before Grid Runner, you know. I think it did, yeah. Mm. They, the ship, the bullets that they shoot are called Firebirds for some reason. They do mm. look a bit bird-like. And you can shoot these bullets. In fact, you can shoot everything on this screen. The enemies, the circly things that spin around, the, even the bits on the challenge rack. You Level. can shoot. You can shoot everything. You can just you can shoot the everything you can pick up, anything. I think it's really clever. When you've cleared all the fusors, it's onto the next rack level. <laughs> if you're quick enough to beat the to beat the skip a level. rack skip a rack timer, level. it says rack on the screen. There's, there's a countdown, and it's you can skip. <laughs> you can you can skip a rack level. <laughs> And get a bonus. There's two items that enter onto the screen. A blue cog. A blue cog thing. That's my description for it. And a flashy janky diamond. Okay. It's a weird diamond thing. Blue thing gets you a mystery bonus. 200 to 800 points. I've played it a lot and I still can't work out what the difference is. It might just be random. I've tried getting it when it just appears on the screen, when it's just leaving the screen. I thought it was a time thing. I thought if you get it really quick, you get 800, but it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's just random. No, I, I think so. And there's a, there's a tune that also plays when it comes on. It might be something to do with the up and down bit of the tune. Yeah, the, the rising and falling crescendo. But because things are moving so quickly, you haven't got time to work that out. Just grab no. it and get some hundred points, yeah. Yeah. Janky Diamond will freeze the action for a few seconds, allowing you to scoop up the fuse ores. You get a bonus screen every four racks mm. cleared, <laughs> every four that you've cleared, and you have to collect everything on the screen. It's like a bonus screen in a short space of time. That janky diamond thing, you know, it reminded me of Juno first, because you're waiting for it. On Juno yeah, first, yeah. wait where you get the little yeah, spaceship yeah, guy. guy. Yeah. yeah, the spaceship. When that counter on Juno first gets to 80, he appears and you shoot that and it's a kind of a bit of a respite from the action and you can then you can sh- get your bonus up. But I used that like this. So shoot that. The guys around the outside turn yellow so they're not, they just stop and you can scoop up a few more things before they start again. Yeah. You get a bonus screen every four racks. I've given up. I've given up. I'm just going to edit it out. (laughs) Edit all those words out. Well, you have to collect everything on screen, yeah. Shoot a thrustor when they are red, and they will freeze all thrustors on the screen. Only for like two seconds. Everything stops. Yeah. But they still fire. So if you're right close to them, you're still dead. Oh, dear. Shooting a yellow thrustor will only freeze that single one. So say if you shoot one on the right-hand side of the screen, the other three moving around the screen don't stop. Yes. But that one will not fire. So you can go through it. You can go in front of it. So that that can be useful for collecting 
dots around where that guy is. Yeah. Right, bonus lives are at, this is quite good, 70,000, 200,000, and 500,000 points. And you also get, after every 10 Levels. racks cleared, <laughs> it, it, sa it says, congratulations, 10 rack level. member, 20 rack level, uh, 30, it says that. I don't get that many. I did. <laughs> Tips and secrets. You have to be awesome like Boldy Fool when playing Ooh, it. Oh, absolutely. No. Oh. You have a few seconds before the level starts to point your ship in the direction you want to go, as it's like a perpetual motion thing, like Pac-Man. Yes, you get ready to move in the direction you want to start mm -hmm. off in. If you hit, hit the wall, you stop. But anywhere else, you'll just keep moving. Yeah. You have to shoot the diffusors twice after level 10. So you shoot them, they change to a different one, shoot them again. If you're quick enough on the fire button, you can shoot them twice as you're going over them. Oh, but I can't, okay. I, I can only do it for so long, and then we, I get arcade hand and I have to go over them again. Yeah, I was I sort of wondered in this game what the fire button's for a lot of the time. Because it's basically a collecting game. You run over stuff. Mm. But mm. I suppose you can shoot stuff. If something's coming towards you, you can shoot it out your way. But well, that obviously makes the Atari 2600 game very different. It's just a collecting game. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, they, yeah, I'm firing all the time because sometimes the, the bullets that come from the ships on the outside are They're so quick. Close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not going to get a chance to shoot them in if you're looking for them. I'm just firing all the time. I bet you used auto-fire, didn't you? I'm, I haven't, but I'm going to do. I'm going to oh, do. When, when we finish this podcast, I'm going to put it. Cheating get. I'm going to put it in my favourites. Put it on auto fire and see what score I get. Anyway, yeah. try to try to beat the skip skip a rack timer as much as you can, as it gets you into the later levels quicker, where the fusors are worth more points. Yeah. So you can get to level ten with thirty thousand points. Just, yeah, just the, the, 30, I noticed when I was playing it. I played it for a little while. I wasn't getting a very good score, and all of a sudden, my scores went up massively. As soon as you get into the high levels, it really ramps up the scoring. So I presume yeah, so the higher you get, the much more points you get. So there's no point point pressing. I think some Not of them, really. I think the fusils go up to 90 points and they're double. So you see go over them. So 180 points for every one. And I think it's level, I would say, about 15 or 16 before you're hitting 100,000. Wow. When you get to level 21, the patterns reset. You know, the patterns of the fusils, of the yeah. dots, they reset. And things, they slow down a bit. The guys around the outside slow down, but the bullets are still the same speed. I think that's a loop. I think you've looped it then, and it just gets harder and harder. Yeah, it must be. And then the, but the bullets are still quick. Try to beat the timer as much as you can as it, as it gets you into the later levels quicker, where the fusils are worth more points. There's no point trying to point press because get, it gets really difficult if you do. Yeah, there's tons of stuff on the screen. Yeah. Man. Like my other tips, keep turbo speed on all the time or start on expert. That's the only way to dodge the speedier bullets. Keep firing all the time. You only have a very short range shot, but it will shoot the firebirds, which are the bullets, and it will clear the screen. You shoot one of them, yeah, and all the other bullets on the screen disappear. Do they? Yeah, but... I didn't notice that. It's for a second, and they will come back again, so you hardly oh, notice right, it. Oh, I see. I didn't even notice it. It's kind of like a smart bomb. Yeah. The short range of fire was dead annoying to me. I'm surprised you put up with that because I know you don't like when you play shmups when your fire doesn't touch the top of the screen. Mm. So I'm surprised you put up with that. You're having a very short range of fire. Yeah, if it was it's... longer, the game would be quite different because you could shoot stuff from miles away and it wouldn't really matter so much. You need yeah, to yeah. hit things close to you, really, don't you? Yeah, it, it is really... It's a collecting game with with a few bullets, I think. Yeah. I think the blue cogs die if they crash into a circly thing. Circly things 
make you spin around. Yeah, they sort of they, they stop you for a second. You spin around until you can get going, which is dangerous because you can get hit by a firebird. So it's best to shoot mm-hmm. them out your way or not run into them. Yeah, I try and clear them if we've got time at the start of a level if there's loads. Yeah. Thrustors can only have two firebirds on screen at one time. So two bullets. So there's only ever eight bullets on screen at one time. But that's not true. That's not true because the guy fires two. Next guy fires two. Next guy fires two. Next guy fires two. The first guy's two is not finished going off the screen. He can fire another two. So oh, ignore, right. ignore that bit. So there's tons. I, I did notice when I was getting onto the higher level when I was playing it, there was a lot of stuff on the screen. I was like, oh, I'm going to get around that. But you just shoot stuff. If you keep shooting, you're fast enough. You will get away with not hitting it. So, yeah, shooting yeah. is obviously you've got to keep doing it all the time. My technique. This is my technique. This Right, right, right. I normally look to YouTube at some point to see how other people play the game, but I didn't do this time. I didn't because I thought, what's the point? I just lo- I learned the game myself, which was refreshing and rewarding. You are refreshed. Like- and rewarded a bit like one of them fruit pastelized lollies out the fridge on a warm day Ooh. freezer freezer even not fridge it'd be melted yeah, freezer wet, wouldn't it be a drink yeah yeah have you put a fruit pastel lollies in the fridge again sorry love they've gone all over the lettuce <laughs> don't point press and try to clear the levels as quickly as possible you don't need i've said this you don't even hit 100k until around level 20 so get up there because if you beat the timer, you skip two levels. Yeah, so you can but get, you get there a, quite quickly. But you get a bonus for doing that. So mm. the bonus is near enough the same as cl- clearing the level. So if you went from level one to three, you, you get a level, you get a bonus for clearing level two, even though you've not touched it. And when you do level ten, you get extra life. Yeah, extra life at level ten. Mm-hmm. Every level ten. Yes. All right, yeah. so you get lives pretty quick then. Okay. Mm. Janky diamond will appear once near the start of every rack after f- rack five or six. Clear as much as you can, including including the circly swirls from the centre of the screen where you wait for him to pass. Shoot him to freeze thrust doors. Clear as many of the outs around the outside as you can, the little dots, and then pick off the bits you haven't got by constantly stunning the red guys. You can stun them, move around them, even though they are still firing, so you've got to give them a wide berth. And then get the other bits. I was just, I was just picking the stuff. I wasn't even shooting much. I was just picking stuff up and trying to get the levels done. I wasn't shooting mm. the red guys at all. Didn't bother with them. Just trying to get out of the way of their bullets. Yeah, I think that's probably why I didn't do as well as you. Obviously, sometimes it's better not to shoot and just keep it, leave them going. But mm-hmm. the yellow ones you can go through, so that helps. Stay out of the way of the center area of the screen. But if you shoot the yellow ones right, mm. they will stop. Obviously, but the other three keep moving. Yeah. When the yellow one starts again, it's in a different moving. Yeah, it sort of position. messes their patterns up, doesn't it? So the other three are still following the original pattern, and it, I think it's harder then because I sort of weave up and down the screen. Yeah. Dodging the bullets. Mm. I don't know if it's harder or easier to shoot the yellow ones. I'm not sure. Anyway, stun and move. Stun and move. That's what I've said, which could be. A new song by the Ten Pence Orchestra. Stun and move in the groove. Ones and twos. You're pretty stunned most of the time. <laughs> and yeah, can't, what, 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 rhymes, what rhymes with groove? It, anything. Smooth. Stun and move. You're in the groove. You're so smooth. Let's go to the Louvre. Can you please not do your songwriting lyrics right now? You do that <laughs> like when you're not anywhere near me. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, right. Uh, more tips from me because I love this game. Don't try to pass the thrust doors at close range when it gets faster. They will always kill you. Yeah. When it, when, when you, you don't even see speed. the bullet. It just gets you. If you miss the janky diamond, if he passes you in the center screen, don't follow him. It will only end in tears. You end up trying to get him and racing to a corner screen and getting shot to death. Similar Lalali, don't go out of your way to collect the blue cog. Some professional use of uh, technical language there, Sean. Janky diamonds and blue cog. Yeah, I couldn't find them. I can find that they'd named everything else, like firebirds and thrusters, all these exotic names instead of baddies and bullets. They did that. The presentation of uh, Bally games was quite good. They put a story in there. They put some fancy alien names in. They obviously had nice-looking cabs, all this sort of stuff. But, yeah, obviously forgot them too. Mm. Squiggly thing and the janky diamond, yeah, whatever. The circly thing, janky diamond. So yeah, I've, I sh- I have named them thus. Thus, thusly, <laughs> thus, thusly. It shall be said. I don't bother point pressing. As I said, it gets real fast if you if you do. You, you know, you might as well just clear the level yeah, and move on. Your points just go up as you get through the levels. Yeah. Mm. You are stuck on the grid, the X Y grid. The bullets are not. Like, but you, if you played it enough, you can tell if there's a bullet coming near you and it's going to miss you. But the collision detection, it can go through the side of your ship. Yeah, I noticed that. Because if you're on the yeah. same level as in, it's slightly lower, it misses you. Yeah. Yeah, because if you shoot at it and you miss it, you're going to miss it. Mm. So I presume your bullets are the same width as your ship. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, so that's good. Right, what do you think of the graphics and sound? Mm. They're very dull. It was, it was an early game. You wouldn't expect much from it. But yeah, it's just a grid. Some little, I don't know, 8x8 eight eight icon, uh, icons, uh, sprites. There was no real big ships, were there? Maybe maybe the things were on the outside of two by one. There was no mm, big, big uh, graphics. Uh, the sound is just blips and blops. No real music. Pfft, mm. Not great. Not There's great. like a bit of a Space Invaders baseline going on as it gets faster. Did, did, yeah, did, but, did, 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 but yeah, it's all right. But what I was thinking is this is an early game, right? And mm. I don't, I couldn't, if, if someone said to me, after playing this for like two hours, can you draw some of the graphics you've just been playing? I wouldn't know what they look like. But if, if someone said to me, and you haven't played it for a month, can you draw some Space Invaders? I'm like, oh yeah, no problem. Space Invaders, mm. Pac-Man, Dig Dug, all these early games are iconic looking graphics. This hmm. thing, just shapes, geometric shapes. Yeah. They? So I've, they're quite I've, dull, really. And, and like you, before. I've never been a fan of MCR graphics. They're quite thin. I think they were quite high resolution, weren't they, for back in the day? Yeah. So you got stuff I've, like Tron and Saints and Hollow and... Uh, Tapper. Yeah. They've got this sort of thin graphics. Everything's sort of lanky. Yeah, I'm not Janky so keen. and lanky. I'm not, I'm not keen. I like little stubby squatty jolly looking graphics <laughs> these these are okay i've just put okay but the cabinet art oh yeah now you're talking gee girlfriend I, I when i saw the solar fox marquee years ago i thought god that game's going to be good i played it on and off in mame for it's all right for, yeah. for years maybe and then i thought i'd really get into it this time yeah the, the marquee of the lady it is a lady playing this which is good isn't it yeah very for, for, early, for very night, early, for Stunning marquee. The bezel is gorgeous. All this kind of cloudy, asteroidy kind of look around it, and the cabinet's like a light grey colour, which is unusual. 
Mm, and the side art I've put here is an exercise in minimalist perfection. It is nice looking side art. I do like it. It's got like a sort of um, shield, upside down shield shape with a lady in. She looks like a, almost like a, pr- a bride of pinbot, which yeah. was yeah, also, yeah, wasn't that a ballet game? Nope. Pinbot was from Williams. Oh, yeah. So maybe it's just, I, reckon, I bet you it's the same artist that did this. And it's got like spaceships coming out of it to the side, going up the side of the cab. It's quite a nice looking thing in red and black and white. It's good. It's a, it is amazing. I, I've, I still I've, don't like games with those flight sticks. Mm. I don't like playing Gore for the flight stick. I don't like playing Tron with a flight stick. You need, you need the trigger. And I don't like playing Satan Tolo with it. I don't like, you know, in, in, in the 8 bit days when you had a Spectrum or a Commodore 64, most joysticks were flight sticks. They had like a, a grip and a trigger and a top button. Mm. And looking back on that now, I, even back then as a kid, I never liked those joysticks. I always liked the stick with a ball top on it and an extra button you know, with the other hand. I never liked mm. the flight sticks and I've never really liked them. Not for me. I prefer I a, a ball top and a, or a back top and a, and a separate button for me. Everyone liked the Quick Shot 2, don't they? But I remember the I quick never shot, did like them. I had loads of the, them and I broke the them. The Quick Shot 1 had a single button on top. It, it did. And it, it was kind of not a flight stick, really, and I just used it as a normal stick. I liked it better. Yeah, I never liked those. I never liked Competition Pros. I broke quite a few of them when I was a kid playing uh, Decathlon. Not yeah, Daily Thompson's, but the the Activision Decathlon, the, 800, uh, the Atari 8-bit. I smashed them up. Whack it with a... I've told this, haven't I? Whacked it with a rolled-up newspaper. And what I used to do is hold the stick upside down and waggle the base. <laughs> I used to just smash it to bits, and it just used to break all the switches inside, and the shaft used to fall off. And Sean, stick, stick your shaft falling off. Oh, good, good, good. Never good. Stick it on the table with the suckers and whack it with a newspaper. That was quick. That was <laughs> a quick shot. So that was the upright you're talking about. Also, a cocktail was produced and a cabaret version. And mm. if you've seen any Bally Midway cocktails and cabarets, they're all exactly the same. The same shape thing, which is different graphics. This is no I've exception. Seen, I've seen this as well, which is some back glass, which was... It's on eBay or something, so and it All does right. look authentic. But where would the back glass go in this? Because I think it you've went got behind the monitor, didn't it? Could you can't do. put it behind them because it's got like almost like a three D space scene. Yeah, space oh, yeah. scene across, you know, in the sort of angled bezel that goes onto the screen. I wonder if that was for the cabaret version, Sean. Could have been because the cabaret it? version is the same as Bosconian, Ms. Pac-Man, uh, Lazarian came in the same cab. I, mean, I reckon it's mm. for that, because that had a bit of the back you could put a, a bit of art in. I reckon, I've said sometimes that I always thought that if I if I got one single dedicated cab for just for the artwork, not for the game, I'd get Omega Race. Because yeah, it's a lovely or, or, orange and beautiful and covered in beautiful art. But I think I'd get this now, Solar Fox. What, the but I might, yeah, but I might, mm. instead of the grey, I might do it black. And, <laughs> There's the site, the the panels, and still have the the sort of logo. You would on get the site. shot. You get shot to death by arcadistas because I think that is quite a not a rare cab, but quite a sought after cab. Yeah, it is. I don't know if I've seen one in the UK. To be honest with you, maybe not. Then. I don't know. I think that's it is gorgeous. Even the control panel is lovely with sort of lightning stuff going on in it. Mm, lightning stuff. <laughs> lightning stuff. Not actual lightning and not stuff, but lightning stuff. Yeah, they're two different things. Mm. Anyway, flyer art and marquee indicate that your protagonist is a lady. The flyer art? You mean the leaflet art? 
Yes, the cell sheet. Yes. The leafleto is a lady from 1982. That's sort of forward thinking. It is. And brilliant. this is weird. I've tested this because I didn't think it was true. If you put a credit in and leave it, the game will start if you've got a credit in. Oh, okay, it sort of empties the credit then. Yeah. Yeah, so, what well, you would do, wouldn't it? You can't leave it on all day. But I don't know any other games that do that. I suppose it would stop the burning, wouldn't it, on an old monitor? I presume a lot of old games, if you just, if you just press the button, they usually just start automatically, don't they? You haven't got to press the button to get it going. Mm, but I presume all... if you leave it long enough, it just get going on it. So I presume most games are like that. I don't know. Because no, back in the day, it, another kid would come along and pinch it, wouldn't they? They'd see yeah. press player one and just press it and play the game. I yeah. would. But this just starts even if you don't press it. So Weird. if you're called away for your tea, Sean, you've got to leave it and someone else is going to nab your credit. Oof. Yes. Uh, this game was released in 1982. Oh, I did look it up then. Even though the copyright title screen says 81. A Solar Fox unit appears in the 1983 movie Joysticks. I've that, seen that, that movie. movie. It is very bad. It seems to have everything in that movie. I've never seen it. Yeah, they smashed the arcades up because I don't like that bit. Oh. I cried at that bit. Right, because we are recording this at 3pm and the scores don't stop until 5pm. Oh, if yeah, yeah. If you've, if you've put a last-minute score in, kids, Balls I will... <laughs> That's what I, I say. Will, I will put it in the scores. Okay. But, but I think it was fairly finished, but if not, I'll put it in. And I spoke to Mr. Charlie Farr. Mr. Oh. Charlie Farr says... He would have uh, been good on this. He's got really quick reactions. Yeah. I said, uh, no scores of late, Mr. Charlie Farr. And I asked him why he thought he'd love the game. He says it was all right. He says he thought there was something missing from it, some kind of something missing, maybe. Yeah. But he says... He hasn't been putting scores in. He says, I know. He says, there's a few little friendly high score competitions that I could take part in I haven't I'm just enjoying doing my own thing and playing random stuff he's on Twitch a lot at the minute yeah. he's getting into Rainbow Islands at the minute and, and that might be my next thing I'm still listening to the podcast though Sean you and Vic are fab Ooh, what were them lollies that used to have hundreds and thousands on we were them you are we you still get them they're nice are we, are we like 70s fab with like a bright coloured cravat that's what we're flares, like flares flares and big ginger afro that I had I loved it absolutely let's do the scores shall we start at the very bottom there's quite a lot of players thanks for playing everyone even though the game was uh, not great what Virgil's Rob. auntie 8300 Rob McCraff 8730 Kay June 8820 Zestora 10540 Pilbo 11770 One Punch Ron <laughs> 16840 Happy dude 17800 I went over northern then 17800 That's sorely I haven't played for it has he no. Salbug 19540 Thank you for introducing me to this little gem I've never played it before and really enjoyed it My best score sucks pretty bad though Now I, I replied to Sal on email about this. It is he, usually with the janky games like this one, he does really well. I don't think he had enough time to play this one. He would have done much better, mm. I think. Even even I beat him, and that's saying something because I'm rubbish. I don't think it is janky. Yeah, oh, it's very janky. Dave Dave Landon, twenty five thousand seven seventy. Uh, we've already read his comments out. Rob DC twenty six four thirty. Is there a Rob AC? Mm. There's he alternative and, and not direct. They should go together, really, shouldn't they? Yeah. Tracy, very good at defender, Tracy. 26,480. Oh, she's even better at joust. Mm. Mm. Old man Steve is ancient. Oh, word oh. on word on the street. This is 107 is the oldest known gamer in Ipswich. Yeah. 
and he will be signing autographs at the Ipswich Gaming Convention, which is next Wednesday, kids. Get yourself there, three pound in, free biscuits. Score, I like <laughs> 27 8 20. I like this grid runner type game, he said, but we're not gelling. I've no more time on this, so here's my score. I'm looking forward to the April 10 pence podcast with some top tips from Sean Holly. I already know how to shoot them right in face. Right in face. Matthew Bridge, 28,470. Building a bridge to my heart. Building a man. There's lots of singing in this episode, isn't there? Oh, we're sorry doing very. About that. We're doing very well. Mr. Messi, 28.550, on holiday. And I won't have time to top the leaderboard with this one, you lucky lucky for you lot. I like this game, but it needs a four-way stick and is not as foxy as I was hoping. She's a little love maker. That's the leader. Cured it a, a long, long time ago. Did they? Yeah. Right. Uh, Ross Ross, 34,040. Michael Vortman, 35,120. Louis Wellham, 36,750. Wise mids, 38,440. Struggled to gel with Solar Fox. I think I, it just lacked that charm for me. Yeah, Ooh. same here. Jeremy Riley, 39,880. The 10 pence score uh, finishes today, and I'm glad. Solar Fox, 1982, is a quirky little game, but not great, and I've done all I want to do with it. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just <laughs> tish and pish. Take it away from me. Majok, 4720. J Ping, 42,520. Enjoy this one, but I seem to have hit my ceiling. Some amazing scores posted, but I can't get close. My reactions ain't what they used to be. Ooh, Croco, 43,690. Is Croco an actual croc? Is he not? They got webbed hands, so I would use a joystick. I don't know. And massive teeth. Is it not that girl that was into an, in uh, Big Bang Theory? Somebody oh. Croco? That that is the least funniest show I've ever seen, so I never watched it. Uh, what's she called? Sir Croco. Dave. Bill Wellham, forty three thousand eight twenty. As much as I like Solar Fox, it's a proper bleeding twitch terror. My fifty seven year old reactions just aren't sharp enough. My score of forty three eight twenty might be my limit. Maybe. Good game. Good game. Retro Russ, forty nine seven eighty. Solar Fox is a great little game. Really addictive. Love the sound and. Colourful graphics, 25,010 so far, but we'll keep playing to get a higher score, which he obviously did. Mm. It's great fun, he said. Retropole, 82,730. Johnny B, 104,640. Right, we're in the 100,000 club now. Uh, me, next. I'm just going to give myself this. That was a resonant Because I, I was playing this right and I was getting like 20,000, 30,000. I just gave up. Oh, this is just, I just didn't want to play it. It just wasn't appealing to me at all. And I put it on the cab downstairs on the, the 10 pence arcade cab, one of them. And I played it with a proper four way joystick and I played about three goes of it and I got 106,050. And I was happy with that. So that'll do me. I'll put a little bit more time into it for you and that'll do me. It's not a bad score. I got to the 100K club, so I'm good with that. You did all right there. If you only a couple of games, it took me a while to sort yeah. of work out how to play it. Mm. Ivan Storm, whoosh, Hurricane, this one, 142,910. Ah, Mr. 20 to 5, Neil, 223,420. Hats off to that young man, Sean Halley. He's picked a cracker for the 10 piece score over on 10 pence arcade. What a little gem. After some time, effort, and a little encouragement from Sean Holly. The 10 pence arcade chosen game is moving swiftly along in the right direction. Yeah, he's doubled my score easy. That's 
two comments of his I've put into one. Poor Rock, P-A-W-R-O-C-K. Hello. Hello, sir. 314,320. Good score. Uh, Rygar, 379,400. Also a good score. Hang on. I'm just... I'm going to update the arcade sidekick while we're here now. Live. Good. Good Live. bit of listening there, Sean. Getting scores. Rygar, have we, you just said that. Rygar got 379,400. I did. Right. Let's have a look. It looks like I'm still in second place with 391,750 points. Not very good at all, that score, Sean. Oh, you should have got better than that. That, I, I was in the zone. I was, I was doing really well. I've, I can get 200,000 regularly, but not much more. So I've, I've had a couple of, I think I had 336 this morning. Anyway, very but, poor, not good enough. Here's Jimmy. He got 548,417. I think I read his uh, his feedback earlier. He reckons it's like uh, Pac-Man, Snake, Amadar, and he obviously played it on Expert just like we did. So here's Jimmy is the victor. Not me, yeah, but uh, no, the we victor. Didn't. We it's didn't. good. So yeah, 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 that's it anyway, yeah. 548,470. Thank you for playing a massive score, Jim. Absolutely massive. Well done. Yeah, good score. Uh, I don't... No, we'll talk about the uh, hows and whys later on. It was released as a port and... Well, no sequels, but a port. Uh, Commodore 64 cartridge, of all things. Cartridge, yeah. Games on the 64, usually cassette or uh, floppy disk. And also, obviously, Atari 2600 cart. Now, it was supposed to be released on ColecoVision and in television, too. I couldn't find those versions anywhere. I don't think they were ever released. I played mm. the 2600 version, I told earlier. Very different game. No fire button. No fire fire button, but only to slow down thing, which you do need on the 2600 version later on because it gets quite fast. And there's a lot of bullets around. You've got to sort of... Almost like a almost like a bullet hell game where you've got to slow things down and, and weave yourself through things. It was like that. So you press the button to do that. Mm. I watched a YouTube video for the C64 version. It's a much finer version, obviously. Uh has the firing button uh with a medium speed so you don't control your speed you just you can you've got the fire which is probably the better part of it which is surely the better part to have i don't know i prefer mm. the sounds on the commodore 64 to the arcade version even yeah uh, and this is a very i never i'd never played a commodore 64 cartridge ever i had a few cartridges for my vic 20 i had like mole attack and i think i had gorf and some other and um cosmic snapper was it Cosmic Cruncher, which is a Pac-Man clone on the VIC-20. I had a few cartridges for the VIC-20, but I never saw a cartridge for the 64. There was a few had, released, but not many. I had two. I had foot, the football one for some reason, because I don't like football. Yeah. And they had Omega Race. Oh, right. Because Omega yeah. Race is on the VIC-20 as well. It's a good little yeah. version, actually. And I played a lot chunky. of it because it was a cartridge, and it booted instantly instead of yeah, waiting like 20 thing, minutes. Yeah. Cool. Uh, and check out Crossfire on the C64. I thought... Crossfire was a version of Solar Fox, but I'm checking it again recently. It's not. It's it reminds me of Spectar or Targ, that game. Yes, it, it does. It looks more like it? that than this. Sort of a cross between the yeah. two, maybe. That's what led me onto this one, anyway, so that's mm. good. So, what do you reckon you could do to make this game better? Uh, very little, because it's so, so good. I would mm. poss possibly change up the graphics and sounds to be more varied but it's not really necessary. Make, where you start, you can start the level, you can, there's like a couple of seconds where you can point the ship yeah. in the direction you want to start. But you, 
that's too slow, I think. It's a bit of a tune plays. It is. It sort of it slows the action because it's quite a fast-paced game. It slows the action down a bit, which it doesn't need to. Just one second. You don't need to just... Mm. You're waiting to move anyway. You don't need to wait a few seconds before you get going. Yeah, mm. I, I agree. I reckon maybe you could pick up a smart bomb every now and again to like you knock off the, the four guys running outside for a few seconds completely. Or maybe a one-off shield. So if you get hit when you've got the shield active... You get another chance. That might be a little thing to do later on. Mm. That's about it, really. I and mean, the game's very basic, and it does what it, it does exactly what it says on the tin. Even though I don't really, there's not really any motives for it. I mean, what what are you doing? Just clearing, picking stuff up. Yeah, same same as a lot of these eight bit games, the older games. You're just doing very basic things. But on this game, it just seems a bit weird. Why are you picking up things in space? What are they? Space trash? I don't know. Effusors. Yeah, well, obviously, fusels need removing, don't they? From what? They d- from space. Well, yeah, space is absolutely rammed with fusels. You can't turn, you can't swing a space cat in space because there's fusels <laughs> everywhere, isn't there? Do you know what I mean? There's no real purpose to the game. There is. If you had a grid, like many no. people have, have grids up in space and they're yeah, covered I've in the fusels. I've got a grid up there and it's rammed with fusels. It's like just like clear- these firebirds keep coming, the firebirds keep coming along, getting in the way of everything. Yeah, you just you need to sort it. Anyway. Anyway. Enjoy. Enjoy. I enjoy immensely, as you probably can tell. I love this game. The gameplay, the scoring, the bonus rounds, the extra life setup, the skip a rack timer mm. are all brilliant zero unfair deaths there's unless no unfair you're near, death. unless you're near one of them things on the outside they hit, hit you point blank but you know it's fair. you know it's going to do it so yeah you keep away from the edge just go yeah. to the edge when you when they're away yeah a perfect game to test your aging reactions mm. when i last checked on sidekick it was 7.26 out of 10 with 27 votes which is good i'll alter that <laughs> you put a what put a zero in. yeah um Meh. Annoy. I can't, oh, really, no. I can't really see the point of it. I mean, there was nothing making me want to keep playing it. It's just a Twitch game. Mm. Uh, and it gets boring very quick. You're just doing what you're doing faster and faster and faster. Graphics and sound were very basic. Uh, and nothing about the game really appealed to me. Obviously, stuff I said earlier, like Space Invaders have got black and white graphics. Very simple. But the invaders are appealing, right? You know, Pac-Man, the, the characters are appealing. This is just they're just shapes. You mm. know, it's very simple. The cab looks really nice. I like the cab a lot. Uh, and I suppose the cheaty extra live things for the extra credits was good at the time. And it's maybe good that you can either press the button down to make you faster or let go of it to go faster. But that, that button was redundant, really. I mean, did we ever use it? It reminds mm. me of when I watched someone do like a world record game of Armoured Car which is a game on Scramble hardware, they just held the speed key button down all the time. They never let go of it. It's all the time. So you're doing the level as fast as possible. And what pointless putting the button, just leave it at top speed like this game does with the the so-called expert level. So yeah, meh, not that great. Oh, I loved it. This is the last word where we think about what other games are similar to this. And and sum it up in one sentence. Yes. So for me, go play Eyes or Pulsar. Unless you're Sean, then just keep playing this pish. 
Yeah, eyes and pulsar are the only similar. It's quite unusual, isn't it? The only similar things I can think of it. Eyes, you eyes, you have to shoot. Can you run over them to collect them in eyes, or can you shoot them or both? Got to shoot them. Got to shoot them. Yeah. The other one I think of when I play this game is Targ or Spectar. Yeah. Which is a similar sort of grid type of game where you're picking stuff up and shooting stuff. Yeah. So similar. Yeah. I would rather play any of those games than this. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, 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 no. (laughs) (laughs) Next show's game. Right. This is my pick, right? Uh, It's going to be my last pick for a while. So... Do people know these completely different games? They're very. We're going to have two games because they're very similar and they're quite simple, and they are clones of another game I quite like. So the first one is Battle of Atlantis uh, by a company called Comsoft. Never heard of them. And the other one is Mariner, uh, which is also by a company I've never heard of, um, Aminip, which is American mm. Billiards. And they did a few other games. We'll talk about obviously when we talk about it. Uh, so uh, the ROMs are called Atlantis Mariner. Mariner is also known as 800 Fathoms, but we'll play the Mariner version. Lives 3, the difficulty and the extras are not applicable. It's just what it's in the standard settings for it. And they're very like Scramble. Let's put it that way. They're very like Scramble, which I love. Submit your score. Email to the site, uh, vertvic at 10pencearcade.co.uk. Or Twitter, hashtag 10p score, or Facebook as a comment on the podcast post. You can use Sidekick app, and I recommend you do. Uh, UK VAC, if you're on that forum, um, Intelligent Moth, or a Wayward Carp. <laughs> you can just, t- just whisper in their ear, and they'll get it to us, okay? Just do that, be no problem. Deadline for score submissions is Monday, the 16th of May at 5 pm UK time. Absolutely. Mm. And uh, anything, any passing shots you'd like to sort of fire my way, Sean, before we go? No, Mr. just thank Mr. you. Thank you for everyone for putting up with our podcast and listening to us. And uh, sorry about all the singing. Oh, or yeah. was the singing a bonus? Let us know mm. via, the, via the skills you have on the email. Wayward Carps. On the Wayward Carps and the Bearded Hipsters. Yes. And none for me, really, but I will talk to people in a few months. See ya. See ya. Thank you for calling. (laughs) You can download or play the podcast, read all the show notes, and leave feedback at www.10pencearcade.co.uk. You can email me at vertvic at 10pencearcade.co.uk. You can also reach us on our Facebook page. You can tweet me at 10pencearcade, and you can tweet Sean at Sean Holly. We'd love to hear from you for game suggestions, arcade pickups and stories, or any of your personal thoughts on anything we may have covered. 